I don't know if I'm just overly caffeinated today or what, but I'm feeling really paranoid. I think those DNA testing services out there are shady, like real shady. And you can forget about Facebook invading your privacy. I think 23andMe is after my soul. Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I am Brad. Thank you for joining me. I am seeing more and more ads these days for the DNA testing services like 23andMe and Ancestry.com. I'm slightly curious what my results would be. Uh, It might answer a question I've always had about why I'm a white dude that doesn't really look white. I've been asked if I am Middle Eastern, Italian, Hispanic, pretty much anything but white. Uh, They also claim that they can tell you what types of diseases that you're prone to based on your DNA. It's something I think everybody is at least a little bit curious about. However, if you look at their terms of service, it's a bit creepy. Um, They can sell your DNA results to any third party including the government. And I know social media collects data on us. They probably know more about me than I do. And the same thing happens there where they sell the information to a third party. 23andMe does say any user data used for research will be de-identified and aggregated. And those who do not want to be involved opted out when they bought their test kit. And while this company does give users an opt-out choice, uh, a lot of others in the industry do not. Uh, This has sparked the question about whether customers buying these kits understand that their DNA could end up being sold to third parties that they've never heard of. Uh, Dr. Phillips, uh, she's a researcher at Trinity College in Dublin. She compared 71 DNA test contracts and said that it was common for DNA testing terms and conditions to include broad clause uh, that allows the company to change the terms in its future, and often without even notifying the customer. So this means that the customer's genetic code, basically the most intimate information about a person, could end up anywhere. Um, She says, The key thing to explain to people is that unlike your bank password, you can't change your genetic code. So once it's sequenced and stored, it's unlikely to change at all in that, it's unlikely to change at all in a way that would make the information not identifiable. And she goes on to say, combined with other data sets, the information might be directly traceable to you. There's a number of studies that have demonstrated it is possible to re-identify people in large genetic data sets. So privacy is the biggest concern. And the consensus among the experts basically is that the laws governing privacy for these companies are not broad. They're not broad enough, at least. And there's no protection against somebody uploading your DNA sample, you know? And worse, it doesn't seem like this is going to be getting any closer to that. The Federal Trade Commission is currently investigating both Ancestry and 23andMe 
for the privacy policy and how they handle third-party requests for data. I think it's also telling when you look at the investors. So we're talking about insurance companies, drug companies, the NSA, um, also some of the companies that are in the business of cloning. Law enforcement really wants to use this. Uh, This is how they cracked the Golden State Killer case earlier. And um, I think it was earlier or later last year by basically uploading a sample of the killer's DNA, they identified a relative and following the family tree led them to the suspect. So even if you've never spit in a tube or shared your results, there's a decent chance that someone that you're related to has. Now, if you're not a serial killer, uh, you may not particularly care that you are likely now identifiable by your own DNA in some random database. And you might not mind that the information you provided in exchange for a vague approximation of your ancestry is being used by research pharmaceutical companies. Um, GlaxoSmithKline, they're a big one, uh, bought a $300 million stake in 23andMe. And that was contingent on access in some of the testing company's data. Um, The 23andMe data shared with uh, GSK will be anomalized, but we don't have a clear idea of how. Even 23andMe notes in their privacy policy that there is a small chance that someone with access to the research data or results could expose personal information about you. Uh, One of the 23andMe board members, Patrick Chung, said something interesting. The long game here is not to make money selling kits, although the kits are essential to get a base level data. Once you have the data, the company actually becomes the Google of personalized healthcare. And on the topic of healthcare, a DNA test might affect insurance or determine if you can even get insurance at all. Congress recently passed a bill that allows employers, if they want to, to require DNA testing for employees through the wellness programs. Uh, Workers participating in wellness programs uh, could be ordered to get genetic testing and basically hand over their results uh, or they face financial penalties. Basically, and I'm sure you may have a uh, wellness program, but if you don't participate in it, you pay more for your insurance. And this might seem trivial, but it's a slippery slope. It reminds me of that old adage, if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. And they won't stop with these voluntary wellness programs. Uh, This is just to introduce the concept and desensitize everyone where we won't mind when they have to have DNA testing as a contingency for employment. And uh, this is this is unethical and also scientifically unsound. Um, 2015, the FDA uh, cautioned that some laboratory tests could harm patients because they led to false positives false diagnoses, and unnecessary treatments. 
uh, a study in which researchers gave nine lab results uh, and asked them to analyze it to nine different companies. They got 22, uh, they got different answers 22% of the time. Um, forced genetic testing could push highly personal, sensitive, and inaccurate information on people who may not even want to know if they have a specific health risk or particularly if they carry genetic mutations for incurable things. Um, genetics is just based on probabilities at this point. It's uh, not based on certainties. So although a test may find that you have an increased chance of, let's say, breast cancer, that doesn't mean that you're certain to get the disease. Uh, there's also the dicey question of which genes employers and insurance companies might choose to look at. You know, cherry picking who gets insurance could potentially stigmatize people very quickly. And there's also the threat of hackers. I mean, obviously, this isn't a risk specifically to genetic testing companies, but it's an industry that has a very unique set of information about customers. And recently, there was a hack in the industry. Uh, more than 92 million accounts from the DNA testing service MyHeritage were found on a private server just last year. And the hackers only accessed encrypted emails and passwords. Um, there's no question that this type of hack is gonna happen more frequently though. Genetic testing sites are just, they're treasure troves of sensitive information. Uh, some sites offer users the options to download a copy of their full genetic code. This data could be valuable to insurance companies, employees, and police. Uh, in a world where this data is posted online, it could get used to genetically discriminate against people, such as denying mortgages or increasing insurance costs. It doesn't help that interpreting genetics is complicated and most people don't understand the probabilities anyway. And in the future, if genetic data becomes commonplace enough, people might be able to pay a fee to get access to someone's genetic data the way that we can now access someone's criminal background report, for instance. Of course, the police and the companies, they don't want to, to uh, actively work with hackers, right? <laughs> but it, it can be unclear where the data comes from sometimes. And there will always be underground markets, you know, where information can be bought and sold or used as blackmail. So is all this worth the risk? Um, are the results accurate enough from a consumer standpoint of researching my ancestry? Apparently not always. Newsweek reports that as many as half were incorrect. Um, the results are only as good as the databases that the companies have. And there have also been uh, anomalies exposed such as uh, Canadian firm Vanguard Metrics that purported to test for indigenous 
Canadian heritage. And uh, a man suspicious of the firm sent his own saliva, and then separately he sent his dog Snoopy's. And he and the Chihuahua got the exact same uh, proportions of indigenous heritage in the reported results. There's another case where a journalist uh, of mixed heritage sent her sample to four different companies and and she got wildly different results from all four. Basically what we're doing is creating a database for cops and corporations that's more useful than a mugshot and fingerprints for the equivalent basically of a horoscope of who you are. Tracing your ancestry is really not the primary goal of these companies. Uh, these DNA tests are just a front end for a massive information gathering operation. Uh, and if after all of this, you still think that 23andMe is harmless, uh, you think it's just a conversation starter or fun to purchase as a gift, just know this. You're handing Big Pharma your most precious and intimate possession. Every swab you send to a DNA testing company hands them the key to your personal, unique genetic code, which may be the most valuable thing you own. I'll be right back. Thank you to Anchor for sponsoring the show. I doubt Ancestry.com is going to be contacting me anytime soon. Uh, you know, this this all makes me question, you know, is privacy dead? And does that even matter? Uh, to most people, privacy doesn't appear to be a big deal. I mean, they might say that it is, but there's only about 3% of us that actually read terms and conditions, and myself included. I'm part of that. 97% that just want to get online, uh, the online service, you know, for free. So I click accept. But as we all know, nothing is ever free. We pay for it with our personal information. And uh, humans act differently when they're being watched. Our behavior changes dramatically when we're being observed. And there's a lot of social experiments that back this up. And one of the most famous experiments was developed by an English philosopher, Jeremy Bentham, in uh, 1791. At the time, the prisons in England were overcrowded and there were basically not enough guards to keep order. So Bentham designed this new type of prison, which allowed all inmates to be observed at all times by one single guard. Every inmate was separated into a single cell that faced inward towards this one guard in a tower. And the guard would sit in the dark and stare out a tiny window that was covered with shutters so that the guard could see out, but nobody could see in. Since the inmates couldn't see the guard in the tower, it created the illusion that they were being watched at all times. And it had such a dramatic effect that all the riots ceased. Just knowing that they, they were visible was enough to keep these inmates in line. They didn't have to, uh, they didn't even need a guard in the tower for it to work. Just the fear of being watched was enough. 
in the the same principle has been carried over now to schools, to hospitals, airports, and I would say almost every public corner of society. There's a camera everywhere now. And this is why I don't run a red light at 3 a.m. when there's no other cars around. Uh, there's always a chance of a traffic cam watching. Constant surveillance is essentially the key to control over Western society. Um, Mark Zuckerberg said recently that privacy is no longer a social norm. Now, ironically, he spent $30 million <laughs> buying all the houses around him so that he could have more privacy. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe humans need to be watched to behave. I don't know. There's obvious benefits when it comes to surveillance. Um, if we act at our best selves when we're being watched, is it such a bad thing? I mean, like the Golden State Killer we could stop more crime. And this could work if privacy was ended for corporations and governments as well. It would just be like this nudist colony where no one can hide anything. But I doubt it would happen that way. It's not, not equitable. Uh, also, I think humans need solitude. Um, people... They need a place where they can just go and be themselves uh, without any fear or judgment. Privacy protects us from abuses by those in power. We do nothing wrong when we make love or go to the bathroom. Um, but we don't want people to see that. And we're not deliberately hiding anything when we seek out private places for reflection or conversation. Um, privacy is just a basic human need. And I've heard people say, or ask rather, if you've got nothing to hide, why do you care? They basically simplify the debate into security versus privacy. And the real choice is liberty versus control. You know, tyranny, whether it comes from a foreign attack or under domestic authoritative security is still the same. You know, liberty requires security without intrusion. Uh, it's security plus privacy should be the norm. And uh, widespread police surveillance is the very definition of a police state. And that's why we should champion privacy even when we have nothing to hide. I like this quote by uh, Edward Snowden. Ask yourself at every point in history, who suffers the most from unjustified surveillance? It's not the privileged, but the vulnerable. Surveillance is not about safety. It's about power. It's about control. As far as the DNA testing and wanting to know who you really are. Your DNA itself, it tells us very little. And at the end of the day, we're all part of a giant expression of consciousness, which we are all one. And I think I'll learn more from meditating for a half hour than I will blowing 99 bucks on a DNA test. 
Thank you so much for listening. My website is thecoffeebuzzpodcast.com. I will post some extra content there about this subject. So I hope you can check that out. Thanks again and have a great week.